let's turn our attention to God's Word. And what I want to speak about today is scriptures to confess for health, or sorry, for healing and health. Scriptures to confess for healing and health. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. We've been looking at this passage um, in recent times in our Tuesday gatherings. But you know, you, you need to know these scripture verses because they're so vital. And the message that they have for us is beyond vital. I mean, it's, it's, this is... Uh, absolutely imperative for us as believers, this message. God's word is the answer to every need. God's word is the answer to every problem. And in other words, you'll find the answers to life's problems and challenges and trials and tribulations in this book. Amen? This book should be your constant companion. This book should be, I know I don't like calling it the manual for living and the handbook for life because it's way beyond that. This itself is life to us. So we're going to read that. Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Giving attention to something is so important. You know that way when you get into the living room and the TV's on, but you're not really giving it any attention, so you don't know. You know what, what, what happens if someone comes in and says, oh, I'm not really watching that. Well, a lot of times, that's a lie, isn't it? You know, if your wife says, oh, what game's this you're watching now? Oh, I'm not really watching it, darling. Ah, you are. Because you have to give attention to something. You have to incline your ear. My son give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Strong instructions for us to take this applicable to God's word, the Bible, and incline our ear to it. Don't let it depart from our eyes and keep the, what we read, keep what we speak in the midst of our heart. You are supposed to have an intimate relationship with the Bible, the word of God. And here's why. Do not let these words depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. God's word is life to us. Okay? It's life in every realm of existence. Life spiritually. Life emotionally. Life uh, in every part of our being, life to your body. And that's what it says here. Watch this word here, or this phrase here. And health to all their flesh. Did you know that God's word is health to your body? God's word has healing power to your body. And if you will speak God's word, if you will get addicted to God's Word, as we've been sharing recently. If you will consume yourself and obsess yourself with God's Word, it will be healthy all your flesh. 
It doesn't matter what your sickness is. It doesn't matter what your disease is. It doesn't matter what your condition. God's word will heal all your flesh. It might take a while. See, some healings are, are gradual. Others are instant. But if you want to live long and you want to live healthy, then let God's word be health to all your flesh. Amen? And then it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. See, healing comes from the inner man. Healing comes when you take God's word on healing and put it in your heart, and then out of your heart flow the issues of life. Healing. Healing for the body. Healing for the mind. You know, a lot of people go to therapy, and a lot of people take pills. Uh, because they're stressed, they've got mental anguish. And if you've, ever, if you've ever known what depression is, I'm not talking about, you, you know, you got the blues one day or you feel down or your team get beat. Or, I'm talking about real depression. I'm talking about suicidal or just, you know, things are so dark you don't feel you can go on. I want to say this, and, and I'm not being heartless when I say it, but a lot of people spend a lot of money on medicine and therapy and really all they have to do is go and buy a Bible and get their face in it. And that will cure your mental health issues. How do I know that? Because I know folk that, that that's what's done it for them, and I include myself. Amen? You know, I, had, I suffered greatly from depression as a younger man. Terrible depression. I mean, talk about dark clouds. Friends, this book cured that. And it will cure it for anyone who decides to make this book their constant companion. Health to all their flesh. Now, I've shared this in other meetings we've had. That word health in the Hebrew actually says medicine. Medicine to all your flesh. God's word will be medicine to you. What happens with medicine? How often do you take it? Amen. Daily. Especially if you've got something, you know, it might be in the morning, you might need to take a tablet three times a day or whatever. You know, some people have conditions that they, they are on lifelong medication. Uric acid. If you've got too much uric acid in your body, it can produce kidney stones, it gives you gout, all these things. So some people, we, we, we've got friends, they take anti-gout and anti-uric acid medicine, but they have to take it all the time. There are medicines, if you don't take them, the problem will start to get worse and worse until it becomes acute. Amen? But friends, God's word is medicine. So if you're saying, well, you know, um, I remember opening my Bible back in February. That's the last time you got medicine. So if, you're not, if things aren't going so well, that's why. Amen? Oh, that's all right. Uh, and I've got my Bible. I keep it on the table beside my bed. It won't do anything for you lying beside your bed until you open it and feed on it and speak it and meditate on it and pray it and, and just become obsessed with what God says. You know, let me ask you a question. If God is your creator and he's a creator of us all, what makes you think that a life spent ignoring him is going to be a life worth living? Well, that, that's a tough question. If you no, well, God, yeah, you know, I believe God is the creator. Yes, amen, pastor. 
But I don't really have a relationship with them. Friends, he created you to have a relationship with them. And for you not to have a relationship, I don't care if you, if you win the lottery, I don't care if you build a business, you're a multi-millionaire, and you're sunning yourself in a yacht off the coast of wherever, eh? Millport, or Monte Carlo, or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. See, success will never happen for anyone outside of a relationship with God. Doesn't matter how much money you make, doesn't matter how, you know, if you're Cristiano Ronaldo, or if you're Beyonce, and you've made all that money, and you've got all that talent, and all that is going on in your life, but you don't have a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son, I want to tell you right now, you, you're a failure in life. Because success in life is knowing God and doing His will. So, health to all our flesh, medicine. So really, the clue is there. Take God's word. Now, if you're needing healing, that's what we're talking about healing today. We're talking about health. And you know, the doctor will say to you, if you go to the doctor, he'll tell you, I'm going to give you pills, and it should clear things up. But you have to take them until they're cleared up. Or like I said, the doctor may say to you, you're going to have to take these pills every day for the rest of your life. Why? To prevent the symptoms coming. You see, there's healing and there's health. There's cure and there's prevention. If you have something wrong physically, God's Word can heal that if you put it in your mouth. Now, you can get prayed for, you can get anointed with oil, you can have prayer cloths, you can do all the things, but the best way for all of us to get healing from God is to put God's word on healing in our mouths and speak it constantly until healing comes. But here's what I'm saying. You can also do it to prevent. Prevention is better than cure. Am I right? So if you want to prevent disease, illness, sickness, and that's what we're going to be looking at today, scriptures that you can confess. I'll give you some. You can look up others yourself. We may come back and revisit this. And give you more scriptures because the Bible is full of scriptures. Uh, one of the Bibles I've got with me today is the Healing Bible. And it's all these scriptures on healing and health highlighted and commented on. Um, and, and you can get books and, and there's, there's, there's stuff online, YouTube videos, everything. You don't have to put up with sickness when God's word is full of healing power. And so we'll look at some scriptures you can speak today. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 15. This is probably my favorite because this is the one I use the most. And I want to say this scripture itself, by speaking this scripture over and over, I've been healed of things, maybe minor things, but also quite serious things. And some things that I didn't want to find out how serious they were. Because when the symptoms start, am I right? And you know what it's like, we're all Dr. Google. If you, you know, if you start, you, the internet has allowed us all to be medical experts. So what we do is we go to Google and we put in our symptoms. And then <laughs> for so, sometimes you put those symptoms in and you go, Oh my, I've got the luxury. 
I've, I've, got, I've got the dread disease, you know, and you end up thinking, the black plague has come back because I've got all the symptoms. Amen? And, you know, we're not doctors. And I know doctors can miss it. And the interesting thing is, that here's the funny thing uh, that we've discovered, is the doctors will say, if you say anything, oh, that you've been looking up Google again, eh? you doctor Google. Amen? And they, they, they mock you. And then, when, and then you sometimes find them on their phone, they'll go, I'll just look up Google on this. So they can look up Google, but you're not allowed to. We understand there's a humor to that, but you know what it's like? Oh, that, oh, oh, that pain. Oh, 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 tell me I've not got that. And then fear comes upon us. And let me just say this. Sometimes healing is more about driving out the fear than, than anything else. But if you're full of God's word on healing, then the fear goes, and let me tell you something, very often when the fear goes, the symptoms go. Amen? Because the devil sometimes lies to you. He'll give you a wee twinge, a wee pain here and there, and you think, well, I better get my affairs in order. Amen? Some people are prone to that. Well, that's it. I better get my will drawn up because this sore head, oh my goodness. But you know, we're laughing and there is a humour to it. But sickness and disease is not funny, is it? Especially when it is real. And you know, we all know people, we, we know people that have died. We know people that um, have been healed. And so the most important thing about this is what I'm trying to get across to you is do not put your faith in a doctor. Don't even put your faith in a man of God or a woman of God who has a healing ministry. Put your faith in God and his word for healing. Because healing is real. Amen. There's people in this room with testimonies and no other people with testimonies of amazing healing. So healing, God is still in the healing business. Jesus is still in the healing business. But in order for you and I to connect with that, you're never going to do it out with God's word. Because he sent his word and healed them, it tells us. It's the word that heals. Now I know the Holy Spirit's involved. I know there's ministries and gifts of healing and anointings and I know all that. But what I'm saying to you is, if you want, when you don't have access to the man in the white suit, and I've got my jacket on today, you don't have access to the great healing minister. You've got access to your Bible. You've got access to God. Amen. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You don't need to go to a priest or, a, a, you know, you don't even need to, to, to come here. If anybody needs healing, I'll lay hands on you. I'll pray for you. I'll anoint you with oil. I'll do it. And that, you, should take a, you should avail yourself of all these things. But what I'm trying to get across to you today is, if you'll get these scriptures in your mouth, then you'll see a lot, you'll, you won't need someone praying for you. So let me read the scripture. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26 says this. Let me just read this. Uh, it 
sorry, verse 26. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Well, we've just read that. Incline your ear. Give attention. Keep all the statutes. Watch this. I will put none of the diseases of Egypt on you, which I have brought on the Egyptians. And this is the bit I want you to get. For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And I want to say this to you. If you have issues with health, or something happens or comes upon you, just say that phrase over and over again. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I'm going to tell you how many times, many, many, many times, that maybe something's happened to me or come upon me, and just speaking that phrase over and over, being healed. Why? Because it's God's word, and it's medicine to all our flesh. I am the Lord that healeth thee, will heal your physical body. Amen? So there's one scripture to confess. Exodus 15, verse 26. I am the Lord. Heal me of what, pastor? Well, what's your problem? Amen? Is it a mental problem? Is it a physical problem? Is it an addiction problem? Is it a spiritual problem? I am the Lord that healeth thee is more real than whatever afflicts you. But you have to flood your mind and consciousness and being with this. You have to walk in the consciousness of this. Saying it three times and hoping for a minute, you know, we're not talking about rubbing a, a, a lamp. We're not, we're not looking for a genie. We're not saying, oh, well, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. We're not rubbing a lamp here. And looking for the genie of healing to come out. We're speaking God's word into a problem. And the voice of the Lord can break every problem in your life if you will speak it. God made you with the power of speech to speak his word to problems in your life. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And listen, just while we're on this, okay? Watch this. We read from Isaiah chapter, and this is another scripture, Isaiah 53. I just want to look at verse 4. We could do the whole chapter, but watch this. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And I think the translators back then, they, what we would say in Glasgow, they kind of bottled it. Because the Hebrew, yes, it can mean griefs. Yes, it can mean sorrows. But here's what the Hebrew actually says. Surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Jesus bore our sicknesses. So let me ask you this. If he, well, he bore my sins, Pastor. I believe it. I got saved and such and such. And I don't. Jesus took my sins away. Well, that's wonderful. But the Bible also says he took your sicknesses. So if you won't carry your sins anymore, why will you still carry your sicknesses? Why will you still carry your pains? Well, I'm not saying this is easy as in, well, as I said, just say it a couple of times and you'll be hunky-dory. This is lifestyle living, folks. Healing and health is a lifestyle choice. And you have to commit yourself to saying, whatever happens in my body, whatever happens in my circumstances, 
I will speak God's word on healing. And I will walk in divine health. You know, we haven't really spoke much about healing um, you know, since, I, since I became pastor a while back. Um, but, but we need to. Because recently people have been needing a healing touch, haven't they? And you know, it's better to be equipped for divine health and healing than, as I said, count on a healing minister coming through town or whatever. If it's a Monday morning and you need healing, you can't wait till Sunday morning to get prayer. I'm going to say something that might, you may not like. Walking in health and healing is your responsibility, not your pastor's. Not even God's. Because he's already, Jesus has already carried your sicknesses and bore your pains. So you need to become people who speak these things, these scriptures. And then verse 5 here says, by his, he was, watch it says, he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. A lot of people say, oh yes, he took my transgressions. Oh, he took my iniquities. Oh, glory, glory. But they missed that last bit, by his stripes or his wounds, we are healed. And let me just say, it's also in 1 Peter 2.24, which is another verse, they quote the Isaiah verse, by his stripes, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. That's another confession. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Say that over and over, especially when you need healing. But say it when you don't. Because prevention is better than cure. But I want to say something about that word stripes. In the Hebrew of the Old Testament and the Greek of the New Testament, in our Bibles it reads stripes. But in the Hebrew and the Greek, it's singular. It's not stripes or it's not wounds. It's wound. One wound. And that actually powerfully shows us what happened when Jesus was whipped at the whipping post and when he hung on the cross. You see, the horrific whips and lashes that they used with bits of bone or glass or a stone in them. 39 stripes was the punishment. And by the time a big burly Roman soldier had whipped your back with 39 stripes with this Roman whip. You didn't have wounds. Your whole body was a suppurating mass. It would take all the flesh off your back. So the clue or the, or the, the implication here is that all the wounds that Jesus received at the whipping post became one big wound. 39 stripes. If somebody says, I think there's 39 main categories of disease. Jesus didn't just die on the cross for our sins. He was given stripes that became one big wound so that we could be healed. Amen. So by his stripes we are healed. And then finally, because I need to close this now, I think we'll come back to this another time. Uh, it's so important. I, I, I want us all to be able to walk in divine health and healing. Romans chapter 8. 
for our final verse today. Romans chapter 8 says this. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, the one who raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit himself dwells in you. Listen, if there was enough power to get Jesus out of that grave and raise him back to life, and the person who did that, not the force that did that, but the person who did that, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, if he dwells in you, you've got resurrection power. You've got death-defeating power in you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Right now, the Holy Spirit has given life to your mortal body. But I want to say this to you. You'll only walk in it and receive it and understand it through being conscious of it. Healing comes from consciousness. If you ignore it, because remember what it says in Isaiah 53, the first verse, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? What he's saying is, you can hear the report. You can hear the message. You can have someone standing in front of you that says there's healing power available in God and in his word, and you can walk in it and you can receive it. But if you don't believe that report, you won't, you won't walk in it. It will lie dormant in you. Healing is available, and healing has been given to us. It's already been given on the cross and at the whipping post. It's already been accomplished by Jesus in his sufferings, which we just remembered here. But when you come to this table, do you remember that there's healing here? Sister Pearl, when she prays, talks about what's available to us at the Lord's table. And healing is available in him. So friends, I'm here today to tell you God's still in the healing business. Jesus is still the healer. You can be healed. But I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm being honest, you'll not really walk in it unless you're casual about it. You have to say, you know, I'm going to believe Pastor Bill. I'm going to believe God's word. I'm going to believe that healing is available. I'm going to believe that whatever problem I have in my life, God can take care of it. God can solve it. We're not talking here about life's a bowl of cherries, and from this moment on, everything will be wonderful. You'll never have problems. You will have problems. You will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, Jesus says. For I've overcome. He says, in this world you'll have tribulation. Isn't that good news? Jesus promised there'd be trouble. But he says, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So whatever this world throws at you, and let me tell you, I know there's people. We all know that. We pray for them, some of them. Real health issues. Real attacks. But we need to start being a people who believe God's word. And who stand on his healing promise. If we want to see it manifest in our lives. Amen. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying, oh, well, just say it a couple of times. I, know, I keep emphasizing that. We're not talking about a magic potion here. We're not talking about abracadabra and 
all of a sudden, everything's going to be fine. This is lifestyle. Speaking God's word is lifestyle. And it's the only life worth living. Amen. And it's how we connect with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's me for today, folks. We need to bring this to a close. The Lord bless you.